like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here the first episode of November 2021, which means it's Mint in Box Month. If you haven't been a part of this show for a long time, you don't know what the theme is, but you, you should, because this one we come back to year after year. These are movies that we own but have never seen, um, which, honestly, we could probably just do the whole show based on that, but, you know. <laughs> I feel like I've pulled back on buying Ooh. so many movies, but I I bought five <laughs> Criterion this month uh, alone um, that I have I not seen. Zero. Um, I oh Corey, that's a shame. And I technically bought seven if you count the two I bought Matt for his birthday. Um, I saw that. Happy birthday, Matt! Happy birthday, Matt! He is a young twenty-two. No, he's much older than that, but he's not older than me, so I won't get into that. I'm older than he is, so um, I, you guys might be the same age, actually. Uh, I forget because we always pretend that you're a different age. So, yeah. Um, nevertheless, uh, listener, sorry to ramble, but we are here uh, with our first episode for Mint and Boxes, a movie that Corey and I have been meaning to watch for a long time now, and we have finally checked it off our list. We are going to be talking about Denis Villeneuve's Prisoners from 2013 um, in just a little bit, but before we do that. We like to catch up with how things have been going and see what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, how's it going? Oh, my God. Again, every single week, I'm just going to say how thankful I am that it's Friday. But Bill and I completed something we've been working on for a couple weeks. And I'm just really glad that it's it's almost done. We have been working on refinancing our house ah. for a low get, lower interest rate. And... Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Holy paperwork. Um, so glad that that is done. We'll just have to wait until it's finalized and have to, um, sign another, you know, paper on that, but glad that that's over. Um, I got a parking ticket oh. on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but the lady wrote it off because I've never had a parking ticket with them before, but I got to see a band I really like called soccer mommy. Oh, uh, not made up. I'm pretty sure it's made up, but it's okay. It's not made up. Um, I got to buy tickets to see a band that I have loved for a long time, and they're playing on mine and Bill's anniversary next year. So it's weird to plan for things ten months ahead of time, but yeah, I'm stoked. And I've I've been to Oregon like one time. We were going to another show, and it got canceled. Our windshield got busted. It was just a hoop show, so Ooh. we. We stopped to get gas in Oregon, and then we, that's like it. Then we, you know, that, that's been my extent of my visit there, which they border us. Um, but I'm really excited to go to Portland and stuff. Uh, so I was trying to focus on the good things that happened this week. Yes. How are you? Um, it's It's been a week, uh, good and bad. Um, been a real busy week, though. Like, it just feels like every day there was something going on. Um, I did get to uh, see Eternals. Um, oh, yes. at a press screening on Wednesday, uh, which was, uh, it's always fun to go to a press screening, but the cool part, um, I usually bring, uh, our editor at burkreviews.com, uh, David with me to things like this. Um, and he, he drove us, uh, to this particular, uh, venue, which we had not been to this theater. At <laughs> least I don't think so. And we were going to, by weird coincidence, wherever the screenings are, there's always a Miller's Ale House, uh, in the parking lot. And we like that restaurant because they have uh, the zingers are really great anyways, but you can get them uh, blackened instead of fried. And it's it's like a really healthy meal option that's uh, good. And they have great uh, sauce options. It's like it, not we're not sponsored by Miller's Ale House, but I really like Miller's Ale House. We love food. That was our plan, right? That was where we were going to go because he looked ahead of time, found there was one there. So we're like, perfect. While we're pulling into the parking lot, he sees a another restaurant that we do, again, not sponsored by but uh, called Fresh Kitchen. Now, it's a small chain. I don't know if they go outside of Florida or not, but I had not heard of it, but he'd been to uh, a one in another location in Florida and was like, oh, dude, have you ever had that? And I'm like, no. And he's like, it's like Chipotle, 
but with healthy stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm in. You know, I, I'm all about the healthy uh, getup now. So, by like Chipotle, he means that it is you. They it only have bowls. Like that's how you order your food. You get a bowl of something, and then huh. it's Subway esque, where they have a lot of options, and you pick different options, kind of thing. So, uh, the way it works, they have. Uh, I got the six bowl. So you get two bases, two vegetables, two proteins, and a sauce, right? And so the bases, they have hot or cold options. And I went with cold. I went with, uh, they had a sweet potato noodle that was like cold, but like, you know, pre-cooked kind of thing. So it's like a, kind of had like a udon noodle vibe. Um, really good. And then a kale slaw, which was also really good. Um, on top of that, I got Parmesan crusted broccoli. I was just looking at that option. Good oh. choice. And uh, sesame seed. Oh man, uh, I w- I wish I got the chickpeas. Uh, Dave got those, so they were great. I got the sesame seed green beans. I want to point out, I said I wish I got something. I loved everything I got, but there were so many things that I wanted to try. Um, I kind of wish I got the basil mushrooms because they looked really good. But the sesame seed green beans, excellent. Um, then I got uh, the grilled citrus chicken and the almond crusted chicken. Um, I-, I almost got the salmon, but I didn't feel like paying the extra money because I was like, you know, I don't want to be unreasonable. Um, and then... Uh, the sauce, Okori. It's a coconut sriracha sauce that just was, it's like my favorite sriracha. sauce ever. I love sriracha. I love coconut because of a year of keto where you just like coconut's like a, a essential element. So I've really become a huge fan of coconut flavor stuff anyways. Coconut sriracha is great. The only regret I have here is I um, realized after they had some add-on options, one of the add-on options was a kale pesto tomatoes. And I wish I added that to my bowl, but it was so good. I was so like, like I wasn't too full, but I was very full. Like I was satisfied. Um, excellent thing. I wish we had one closer. Cause I think it would yeah. be like a go-to place for me all the time. Cause I felt good about what I was eating, but I also enjoyed every bite. Like the, there was so much flavor. You kind of mix it up. Yeah, exactly. And um, there's so many different things you can try too. Like I didn't, they have cauliflower rice, they have mashed cauliflower um, you could up upgrade. Honestly, I'm not. I like tofu. I, I have never really like gotten heavy into it, but their their tofu looked really good. I almost got it, but like they just have so many options, and it's it was. I wish there were more restaurants where I could go to and not feel guilty about what I'm ordering, um, or not feel like I have to like get the only order one thing. Right, like I can get the protein and the vegetable, but that's it. You know, I like this is like. Oh, it looks cool. There's all sorts of stuff going on here. Like there's flavors, there's spice. It's just, it was just something I, if I lived closer to it, it would definitely be like a frequent, like, oh, okay, I'm getting that today. Uh, so I'm glad he, uh, he brought it up. Um, I, you know, I would have loved the ale house for sure, but it would have been, you know, chicken strips with broccoli. That would have been my meal. Um, and again, grilled chicken strips, which are again, super good, but it's real basic, right? Like that's every time I get dragged to, uh, Yeah. Every time I get dragged to Chili's, it's like I'm going to get the freaking mango chicken with freaking rice and beans because everything else on the menu is like a bajillion calories. Um, but this place, like, I didn't even I didn't even have to look at the calories. And, like, it's all vegetables. Like, it, everything I got is vegetable. Like, I, it's it's going to be like nothing, you know? Um, the worst thing is going to be the sauce. But even that was uh, sriracha. The coconut may have added some calories, but the sriracha is like zero calories. So I had to pull up their menu when he started talking about it. Yeah. You know, it all looks delicious. And I, I again, I, I hope they're, they, they seem, it seems like something that will, will spread pretty quickly because it's definitely a, a trendy thing right now. Um, if they open one up near me, I am going to be so stoked. But, um, and then you know, this week's been busy outside of that. But tomorrow I found out, I forgot. I only ever look at my local theaters, like movies. <clears throat> And I forgot that like just 40 minutes away is a big town that's not too big where like usually the theater is not packed. And they have they got Spencer. That's the uh, Princess Diana movie with Kristen Stewart. And they have the French Dispatch, the new Wes Anderson movie. So tomorrow, that's my day. I'm going to go from uh, five o'clock and seven to 15 shows back to back of those two movies, because if I'm going to drive out there, I want to make it worth my while. Um, So I'm I'm very excited for that. I'm a little irritated because I wanted to do matinees. And like there, the there's no way to do back to back shows in the daytime, and then like right after the matinee prices end, it's like yeah, yeah, here you go. I'm like, well, why couldn't you have set this up so I could have gone like twelve and three? And it's like, no, no, that's like if I go to the twelve o'clock of one, um, I will have to wait till the five o'clock 
for the French dispatch. And if I go to the 145 of uh, French dispatch, I have to wait until the seven o'clock um, Spencer because of the way the, the times fall. So I'm just like, y'all, this is such crap. But so I'm going to have a very late breakfast tomorrow. A late, I'm going to get there early, have a late lunch pre like pre movie, go to the movies. And when the movie's over, I'll get something small on my way home because it's going to, it's going to kind of eat up my whole day. But I really, really want to see those two movies. And so if I'm going to, I won't be able to go see one and go back another day. So I'm just going to hit both of them uh, tomorrow. Um, but I'm still excited because I didn't think I was going to get to see Spencer. I figured I'd have to go to Orlando and I just am not up for that right now. Like I don't trust that it's going to be empty theaters. Um, so yeah, but that's, that's been my week. Uh, overall good things. Um, my wife and your, uh, BFF. uh, well, yes, but uh, your aunt, um, are tomorrow oh. going like yard sailing. Like there's some kind of like special yard sale event. It's like, 40 miles of yard sale or some, some shenanigans like that. So, uh, my wife has stayed over at your aunt's house tonight. So I, I've been kind of alone all evening. Um, but no time, like the, the night has just, I've got, I've done nothing, uh, cause the way things have fallen, I've just been too busy. Um, but that's, uh, tomorrow. That's why I'm going to the movies. I'm like, well, if you're going to be yard shop, yard sale shopping, you're not going to want to do anything. Even if you got done in the afternoon, cause you're gonna be like wiped out. You'll so like, never see her again. I'm going to go to do these two movies. Um, but speaking of movies, Corey, what have you been watching since the uh, last time we recorded? <laughs> okay, so maybe I should have bought it on Criterion because I kept eyeballing it. And then I actually bought it one time and I was like, I had instant regret. And so I exchanged it for another movie. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> but the cover of it has always intrigued me. The idea of it has always intrigued me. We probably talked about it maybe last week. I don't know. What is time? Um, huh? Sallow? The, uh, the... Oh, <laughs> no. I've heard that's a tough one to watch. Oh, beyond. That's that's an understatement. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, like, mm, um, I might buy it on Criterion still while it's on sale. But Ooh. I felt like I was watching a... I don't know even how to explain this movie. It's 1977's House. Oh. It's a Japanese. Yeah, I've actually, it's on my list to watch. It's like a, it's hard not to drop an F-bomb right now. Fever dream. It's like yes. watching someone else's fever dream, guys. So, also, I would like to take a note really fast because we know that the Criterion sales going on. I've bought no movies. Usually I'm pretty... I'm pretty reasonable. I'll buy like four or five or six movies in the whole year during the two sales, not including gifts. But um, there are, and maybe I've already mentioned this too. I feel like I'm having a really bad deja vu. There are a lot of Criterion movies on HBO right now. Yes. Yes, there are. This one is one of them. So if anybody's interested in watching it, it's about a haunted house. That's not a spoiler. Um, I watched almost two episodes of the Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot. Mm. It's on Netflix now. It got a little long-winded, so I couldn't even finish the second episode. Maybe we'll uh. go back to that. Um, they did not need to break up one story into two episodes. They didn't need to do that. Um, and then I watched on Netflix also There's Someone Inside Your House, um, which was fine. I feel like this is probably me, but I'm not very impressed with anything lately. So, but that's, that's probably just me. And that's all I've been watching. How about you? Um, no, I don't think, I guess, no, I did. I finished uh, what we do in the shadows season three. The last episode came out two Wednesdays ago, but I, I watched it after we recorded last week. So, um, a great season, an amazing show. Folks, if you are still not watching what we do in the shadows on Hulu slash FX, please do. It's such a great show. It is one of the best. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a sitcom. It's like a mockumentary kind of the, like the office style. I want to watch um, it. It's so great, guys. You, you got to watch it. Um, then I've seen a few movies. I went and saw Antlers in the theater. Um, I liked it more than Corey. Um, I was alone, which I, I love when I pay for a regular ticket and I get a theater to myself because theaters are renting out theaters still um so you can like pay like 150 bucks and it's just you and like i think up to 20 friends or whatever but i paid seven or i paid whatever 10 bucks actually i paid nothing because i paid for the unlimited pass um 
and I got to go see it uh, by myself, which was cool. Um, I I enjoyed the movie though. Uh, I've been on a um going through uh, old Hitchcock movies that I have not seen. In fact, that's most of my Criterion purchases were Hitchcock movies. Um, I I think I have every Hitchcock Criterion that is currently still in print. Uh, there's one that I do not remember what it is that is out of print, and uh, it's really expensive to get the DVD. They don't even have a Blu-ray version of it, so hopefully with the 4K upgrades, they'll add that one to the 4K list. But um, I watched The Man Who Knew Too Much, the uh, 1956 version. I ordered – this is – I just learned this. Uh, Hitchcock remade his own movie. Um, the 56 version is a remake of a 33 version. Um I bought the 33s on Criterion, the 56 is not. So I had I now have both versions. I have one digital, one on Criterion. I have the 33. I have not watched yet, but it's on the list. Um I watched Carnival of Souls on Halloween. That was the last horror movie I watched um this year. I, I also did get my I got 30, I think 33 horror movies in 31 days um for October. So I beat the the gold number. I did enjoy it. I don't know if I would say I loved it. Um, I found it very interesting. Oh, I uh, the filmmaking is unique, and um, the story is compelling, um, although odd. I like a lot of it. Uh, I definitely would, you know, watch it again. Um, so nothing, nothing negative to say. Just I want to say something really fast. That's yes. one of my favorite movies, and you can often find it streaming other places. Like I think Shutter might have it right now or they have it's had on it in the past so many things yeah it's on shutter yeah. i watched it on shutter dude he never made any other movies he did not that's the only one he did make some training videos for his work or something that's like all of his director you know what i mean i just mm -hmm. i love it so much that i wish he had made more that's all i have to say <laughs> yeah i i think uh it's on a lot of lists i know it was on edgar wright's like top 1000 movies to see or something like that it's so um, eerie it is and, i like the score a lot too oh i think one of my favorite things about movies is when i've been to the places that they have the movie so oh. like that was shot in salt lake city that's the great saltaire that's on the great salt lake that it's like burned down a few times and they rebuilt and it used to have like a big boardwalk and stuff on it but after it burned down like the second or third time they didn't rebuild that part of it but the building's still there it's just rad yeah, um, I, I was wondering if that was part of why you liked it, uh, because I've not been to Salt Lake, but um, I knew you had. Um, I watched, uh, I had bought the 39 Steps, like, two Criterion sales ago, mm -hmm. and I finally cracked it open and watched that, um, another Hitchcock movie. Um, I like it. I, I didn't, I didn't get pulled into it as much as some of the other Hitchcock stuff. Um, it is one of his older ones. I'm a little worried about some of these Criterion that maybe they'll feel the same, like it doesn't quite grab me. Uh, the way a lot of the later Hitchcock does, but I'll, I'll find out. Um, hoping to get through some of these sooner than later. I was going to watch one tonight, and I just again time got away from me. Um, I mentioned I saw Eternals. Uh, Eternals is getting a lot of hate. Um, I thought it was pretty good. My, of course, my favorite part though is Kamel Ninjani, who I always love. He is so great in this movie, and not only does he like get to be kind of not just a comic relief because he does get to be awesome, like he is a powerhouse in the movie, but um his like the way because all of them are like these superhero god type entities who have been hiding amongst humans for like the last thousand years or whatever how he's managed to hide really hits a button for me like it's it's i don't want to spoil it but like i was like oh man that is great so really worked for me the most but i i still enjoyed the movie I, it's not my favorite marvel movie but i don't think it's a bad movie i don't understand why anyone's really hating on it um, outside of the obvious things that people are quote unquote hating on uh, for the diversity and things of that nature, like, which is not my, I don't get that. So what? Because there is diversity. Yeah. 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 There, are you the, kidding? No, of course not. Um, so especially one of the characters, and I, this has been kind of revealed uh, prior to, I won't say who the character, but one of the, there is a gay character, like very clearly not one of the implied Disney, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gay, but they, you know, nothing on screen it's just yeah in the off screen they're gay there's like there is a definitive gay character no questions no no hesitation in this movie um who is a one of the eternals so it's not just like a character it's like one of the core characters um and so of course that's going to elicit some backlash uh for people who don't approve of that um so like stuff like that but i i, I haven't read enough negative reviews yet uh to see what 
other like what legitimate criticisms are being levied at it and not just things like that um but i just i just you know i didn't have any issues with it i again it's not my favorite marvel movie um but i think it's good uh chloe zhao you know broke this is her first not of it's the first movie not based on like real life people's stories because she's done uh songs of my my brothers i think um the writer which i adore and then last year's <laughs> nomadland that she won the oscar for uh all of those are based on real life people most of the actors in the movies are non-actors with the exception of nomadland having francis mcdormand in the lead um but most of the other people in that movie are actually people who live that way who travel in in the cars or campers um so this is the first time she's like doing a like straight up fictional movie unless unless she knows eternals that i don't know about but um i do think it's i think it's good and i think uh, i think its biggest weakness honestly is that there's all all of the current marvel stuff is so focused on the multiverse uh between wandavision loki what if um and we know what we're getting with spider-man we'll deal with that and we know that dr strange is multiverse of madness uh next year this one really doesn't touch on that whatsoever and so it feels a little like white noise of what like you're like yeah yeah but whatever's happening here doesn't feel like it's super relevant to what's happening everywhere else right now in the mcu so but i don't know if that's a criticism that people are like throwing at it or not but that was for me i was like i don't feel as as like this is a significant because it doesn't seem to be tying into whatever else is happening right now um the last thing I watched was uh, last night from the year I was born, 1982, The Entity, um, one of uh, Martin Scorsese's top 11 horror films. Um, not his movies, but the movies he said are like the 11 horror films you should see. Um, I have two left to watch and we're watching them this month. So I will have completed his 11 horror films. Uh, the Entity, not a movie I can easily recommend because it is, um, uh, I think I can say this because it happens pretty early but um it stars barbara hershey and a uh yeah okay it's in the plot synopsis uh she is raped really quickly into the movie i mean like within the first 10 minutes um but she's raped by a poltergeist um it's not really clear it's a if it's a ghost poltergeist whatever through even throughout the film but uh barbara hershey is basically being having to act against nothing there's nobody there but she's being raped um and for the most part the movie is not shot uh exploitative at all um but there there like the first scene especially is very um it's like she's clothed and everything later some things happen that are not that way and that's it gets tougher to to watch and why it's hard to recommend but it was haunting like horrifying and there's some really crazy visuals that i have no idea how they did it um and i don't want to get into too graphic of a detail but um imagine Corey, that someone is pushing down on your shoulder and you can feel like the handprint right like oh you can see on her where someone is clearly grabbing her but not like a like a interesting but like depressed skin like you can see her skin being pressed down, but nothing there. So I don't know how they did I wonder, it, but it's it's pretty impressive, especially it's I, 82. I love like stuff like that. Um, I'm wondering, I'm like, did they somehow use some clear, you know, plastic or something? I yeah. was like, I, I was like, I'm like, that's freaky. Like there's some very freaky stuff. And again, I, I'm being not graphic. There's it's some of those things are, are terrifying. And I, I think Barbara Hershey, is giving a tremendously good performance again a very tough movie very tough subject matter um but uh, overall really good i kind of think the end goes a little bit like almost jumping the shark a little um but still it's it's uh, the experience was definitely i'm glad scorsese recommended it uh it's one that i would not have found uh listeners though uh don't worry you can't stumble upon this one to watch it takes effort. I had to buy a Blu-ray that was twenty dollars. It's not. It's not Arrow. It's not Criterion. I had to really like commit to seeing this because there was. It's not available streaming on any service. It. I don't know if you could bootleg it. I did not. I bought it off of Amazon Blu-ray. Um, 
It was a good Blu-ray, though. I have to admit, like, for the $20, it's not like it's a bad Blu-ray. I would have preferred it being, like, Criterion or Arrow or something where I knew that it was going to be a good Blu-ray. Because I've been burned by some DVD purchases recently uh, when I was watching through Alex Ross Perry's recommended, like, horror stuff for the Halloween stuff. Oh. Um, like, uh, the Audrey Rose DVD was real bad. Like, the there's no captions on it or anything. Same thing with the Stepford Wife from the 70s. DVD, like nothing. There's like no features. It doesn't have closed captions or anything. Um, and th- while those were not $20, I was worried that this would have the same problem where it wouldn't have like standard features that you expect for a DVD to have or whatever. But it did. It had captions and it has a nice little like sleeve box. Um, so overall, oh, you know what? I didn't notice this. It is from Screen Factory. So it is a legit like company. Oh, yeah. Um, God, I didn't I realize that's who, who did theirs. I've never bought one from Screen Factory. I have heard of them though. So okay, I take that back, listeners. It is from like a legit company. I did, they didn't advertise that though in the purchasing, so I did not know it was Screen Factory when I was ordering it. I'm glad to see that. It explains why it's a good Blu-ray copy. But that's the only way you can apparently see this movie right now, outside of it maybe being available on a bootleg or something. But it is not like you can't get it on iTunes or Vudu. It's not on any streaming service. I, I don't know why. Um, it is again very tough watch, but I feel like it's well respected enough. It's got a 3.4 rating on uh on letterbox so i don't know where did you say you bought it through amazon okay because sometimes you have to go to, like ebay for some things because maybe no, they're out but of print. it did have it like uh like it made me feel like i had to order it sooner it might not be available kind of thing like vibe mm-hmm. um but yeah so that this is the only one i didn't have access to in some way from martin scorsese's recommended list uh, I bought it. I've I've watched this one because I know we're watching The Innocents and The Uninvited um, from Criterion. We both have those, and we're going to be watching those uh, this month in a couple. Uh, in fact, The Innocents next week, everybody. But that's it. That's uh, I know it's a lot, and I, I didn't mean to go into quite so much detail with a couple of those movies. But, you know, sometimes I start to talk. In. Um, with that in mind, why don't we uh, get into the movie of the week? Corey had first pick, uh, and she selected Denis Villeneuve's Prisoners from 2013. Um, this movie has a insanely good cast. It's the writer is Aaron. Ooh, I shouldn't have gone this far. Uh, Guzikowski. Guzikowski. We're gonna go Guzikowski. Um, I, I, I didn't. We don't always mention the writer. I did. I regret it, but I hope <laughs> I got it. Um, the premise of this movie, Prisoners is when Keller Dover's daughter and her friend go missing, he takes matters into his own hands as the police pursue multiple leads and pressure mounts. 70 Metascore, um, 8.1 IMDb user score, and the stars of this movie, Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, Melissa Leo, Maria Bello, Terrence Howard, Paul Dano, Dylan Mignette, uh, slightly younger Dylan Mignette, it's been a while since I've seen him this young, um, Zoe Soul and Aaron, go oh boy, uh definitely said that wrong. Um, they are the two girls who go missing. And then uh, David uh, Dashmaklin, who has become very popular this year because he's in The Suicide Squad. Um, he's in Dune. And I think he was in one other movie this year uh, that has got a lot of buzz around him. But he's also in, I believe, he's in Ant-Man uh, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, if I'm not mistaken. I think you might be right, because I recognized him, but I couldn't remember where. I might be wrong. Oh, he's also in Jane's on the Bob Reboot. That's fine. Oh, yeah, he is in Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, and Ant-Man. I, I thought he was the, uh, he's the fourth member of the heist group in Ant-Man. Um, and yeah, and he he's also in The Dark Knight. Like he's, he's done some comic book movies. Uh, he's barely in The Dark Knight, but he, he has a significant moment in Dark Knight. Um, but yeah, uh, so... Um, Corey, you picked this movie, so tell us, uh, what did you think of Prisoners? I thought you were going to ask me why. Um, <laughs> oh, I usually uh, do, but I, I, I kind of know why, because yeah, we both we love know. Denis Villeneuve, and we haven't watched this one movie. Um, there's a couple other before Enemy I've not seen, but I've seen everything from Enemy and past now. I haven't even seen Enemy. What? Oh, Enemy's real good. I'm... Uh, you muted yourself. Oh my god, I'm fired. Sorry, I was having a piece of leftover Halloween candy, guys. Um, I 
I enjoyed this. This movie did not go where I thought it was going to go. I honestly didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I didn't really, like, prepare myself at all. I didn't really know what it was about. I just went in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did enjoy it. And I think that it was well acted, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah, this cast, you, know. you would, it would have been shocking if it wasn't Dude. well acted. Yeah, I really liked, um, I really thought that he's not really necessarily, I guess, on screen a lot, um, just, you know, with what happens in the movie, but Paul Dano is great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I feel like we don't see him in enough. I and- was thinking that, because I was, I was talking about this movie uh, with my students, um, and... I was like trying to list Paul Dana movies and like everything he's really, Love I've seen him in. Yes. But that's also an indie movie. That's what I was about. Everything he's really Word. done is an indie movie, which I love, but like a lot of my students either don't have access to, or don't, uh, don't even know exists. Like, um, I, I've, I've not seen 12 years of slave because I, I know it's just going to be such mm. a brutal watch. I am going to watch it. It's on the list. Um, but like, well, he's in some stuff I've just never seen. He's in Cowboys and Aliens, which I'm not going to recommend people watch. Uh, I haven't seen it. Um, Taking Woodstock, I've never seen. It. It's supposed to be pretty bad. But I like I love Swiss Army Man. I love Little Miss Sunshine. Um, oh, or at least God. I love him in Little Miss Sunshine. And that movie, um, There Will Be Blood, is my one of my favorites. But uh, that is not a movie that it's that's a mainstream indie movie. Like it's a big movie, but it's still like you know like. 15 year old kids aren't going to know that movie most likely unless they've heard about it from me. Um, I've been meaning to watch Meek's cutoff. Uh, you know, he does so many of the things I love and mercy. Obviously he's a big Swiss army man fan. We did watch Akja earlier this year and he's in that. Yeah. Um, the movie that people will know him soon though, is going to be Riddler, which mm-hmm. I found kind of funny for a couple of reasons that he's going to be Riddler. And this movie I will talk about in spoilers because I don't fully think it's spoilers. But just in case someone might consider this, whether I'll save my connection to the Riddler and this movie. But, um, but you liked it. You liked Paul Dano. Uh, you liked the performances in general. Um, yeah, I like the story. Um, I don't feel like it's a spoiler, but it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. But I definitely thought it was going somewhere. Yeah. Um. I I remember seeing the trailer for this. Uh. Back in this time period. Um. And I I. Don't know for sure why I didn't watch it then. Um, the only thing I can think of, though, is that the it looked like it would be very heavy. And my daughter would have been about... Uh, she would have been nine. Um, so about the age of the girls, I think, that go missing. So the trailer might have been like, nope, not watching that. Uh, don't need that in my head that, you know, I got to be extra worried about my kid because I'm already a warrior. Um, and that would have made sense for me to avoid... I would not have known who the director is yet. Uh, it would be um, Sicario would be the first movie of his that I would see. And then I would really fall in love with him with Arrival. Arrival mm-hmm. was a movie that shattered me in the theater. I was crying quite hard when that movie ended. Um, I loved that movie. Still do. Um, I love Blade Runner 2049. I, I like Dune quite a bit. Uh, I would I would say I love it, but I, I would put it. I think I like Blade Runner and I definitely like Arrival Arrival's more my my jam. It hits a lot of the things that I like a lot. Um, that said, I freaking love this movie. I I was losing my mind watching it. Like I was like yelling at my TV at points uh, when I was figuring things out as the characters were, and I was just being so excited. I thought the writing in this film is brilliant. Things come pay off in ways that I did not see coming. I, mm-hmm. I had such a blast that I not only I always do a weekly recommendation with my students. I usually pick something oh. that's streaming and I make a recommendation. I recommended this movie this week though because I watched it on Sunday and was like, oh yeah, every is everyone, it um, it is on Hulu. Uh, so so watch it, guys. I put it on on uh, the the bulletin board and I gave some caveats. I'm like, it is it, it's you know very dark at times. Uh, it's a tough watch for some reasons. But if you're up for like a crime thing, which crime things are really popular right now. I don't know if you know that or not, but like like true crime podcasts are the number one thing, et cetera. So a lot of my students are into that kind of 
like subject matter. Um, and several of them have watched it. More have watched this recommendation than most of my recommendations. Like I rarely, I have realized sometimes they just don't tell me they watched it, but like, like some of them like were watching it at lunch, like on their phones and stuff like they were, cause I, I showed the trailer, which I don't think the trailer is great. Uh, it starts a little, it feels a little dated, but about halfway through the trailer, it gets really interesting. So like if, unless you just have zero uh, empathy, like you're, you're like, holy crap, what's going on? Um, the ones who've watched it have just been like, I couldn't believe and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, you gotta be quiet though. Cause I don't want you to spoil it for someone else. But um, this movie has some a, a big David Fincher vibes to me. Um, yeah. I, like Gone Girl and Zodiac really resonate stylistically with this film to me. Like they are very similar in, in style. Um, I love Jake Gyllenhaal anyways, but uh, he's, he's so intense in this. Um, and I thought it was odd that his name's Detective Loki because uh, 2013 yeah. is like a year or two after um, Avengers or the same year of Avengers. Um, so like, that was a weird choice of names, but um, I, I really liked, I actually liked a lot of the characters in this. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love a good like mystery um, and okay. a twist. And there were parts where I was kind of annoyed where I was like, why are the, why is that? What, like, why are we wasting time with this? And then, Later, I was like, oh, I get why we wasted time with that. And that's awesome. Like, totally cool payoff. Um, yeah, I, I just really connected uh, with this story and the movie. I just thought it was so much fun, like, but dark fun. Like, it's not, like, fun, like, you're, like, having action, but it's just, like, fun to go through the, the process of solving the case. And uh, it makes you question things. And there are some things that I think might be debatably problematic, Um in some ways, which I'll talk about in spoilers, but uh, overall, I, I love this movie. If you have slept on it like I, we had, don't. Uh, if, if you have Hulu, check this movie out immediately. I would even say blind buy it if you're a fan of crime thrillers or if you're a fan of Villeneuve. I think this movie definitely is deserving of his talent, and uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, Prisoners is, again, on Hulu. Um, I think it's time for spoilers, Corey. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. So, the the one thing I'll say that... I, I don't know if problematic is the right wording for this. Hugh Jackman, uh, for, in the movie, he, he believes that Alex Jones, who is played by Paul Dano, is guilty of kidnapping his daughters. He, like, believes it 100%. And uh, when he's let go from jail, he uh, comes to him... And Alex Jones says, they didn't cry till I left them in the maze. I think he says maze. He may not say maze there. He says, they didn't cry till I left them. Um, correct. That's what he says. He doesn't say maze. And no one else hears it except for us and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman loses his mind and ends up kidnapping Alex Jones and like beating the crap out of him, torturing him. Because he, quote unquote, knows. And that's where I think the movie has one flaw. Because essentially Hugh Jackman's character Keller Dover is right. It turns out Alex did know where the kids were technically was involved in their kidnapping. I don't really understand how that part's a little never cleared up. I don't, I don't feel like we get a, a clear picture of how Holly and Alex end up with the girls, but he definitely ends up with the girls. I don't know if he was in the RV when the girls were picked up or, or not, I don't think so because there's a lot of stuff comes up, but nevertheless, I think the fact that he, he was a hundred percent sure Alex was guilty, took him, beat him, never really got the confession until finally he gets a confession, but it's not a true confession, but I feel like it affirms the behavior because he was right. And that's like the one thing I'm like, I don't, I feel like we were supposed to n never think what he did was okay. I never thought what he did was okay, though. Um, I don't either. But I'm saying like, oh, but he was right. So it's just, I think there is a set of people who would think that it's justified because he was right. I do not. But I can totally see that mindset where it's like, well, he knew, but he didn't know. And he does end it up being not correct. not what he was thinking, though. Because no. if he... If he had any inkling that it was the way that it was, I don't think he would have done those things. He, I mean, obviously he didn't know or it wouldn't happen in the first place, but I'm just saying, yes. 
But I don't think that he's a likable character in this movie. Like, even well, he's a grieving father, and yes. I feel for that, but that doesn't give you the authority I, to. I think there are a lot of people who would totally be, think he's a, a very relatable character what that it's okay to kidnap someone torture them when you have no idea and they already my, say but see that's my point that what you just said is my point i don't think they're gonna think that part of it because he he is affirmed at the end because he, i feel I like know, as reasonable people that are have you not lived in the world i've lived in for the last two years <laughs> it's unfortunate because i do know that there are some people that probably would but as a rational person, as a rational person, I don't feel like he could have gotten this information without ever torturing oh, that I think, boy. I do want to clarify. I think he's completely wrong. I am saying, though, that's where I think uh -oh. I would have preferred him to have not. I would have preferred Alex to have no connection to it so that Keller is not vindicated in his actions. Because I do think there's a lot of ways that you... Uh, I know as a parent that I would do whatever it took to get my daughter back. Would That's you the vibe that I don't, he, I don't think right now that I could say yes to that question. No, because I am not there. And I do know that I'm super protective of my kid. And if my, I, Oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, no. I just think I know that a lot of people would say the similar thing that they would do whatever it takes to get their kid. And I don't, Knowing myself, I don't think I could commit a crime to save my kid because that's not in me. But I do think there are people who would view what he did as justified, as, you know, especially because he does believe it so wholeheartedly. He's not acting from a place of maybe he's acting from a place where he is so right. And the, my problem is it's, it's what we call confirmation bias, right? Because the movie ultimately he is correct. Alex does have the information that he's looking for. Even if the circumstances that Alex can t has the information is way off from what we initially think, right? Like he, he isn't a kidnapper. He was a kidnap victim, which is a really cool twist uh, for so many reasons, but for sake, we're not saying we're not condoning it. No, no, no. <laughs> but so in the movie, somebody's going to misconstrue what we say. <laughs> I, I do think that people are quick to use. Okay. So like the idea, um, it's a very simple concept, but like you, you make a guess, you say, um, I think this is going to happen. And then it happens. And your response is, I knew it, but she didn't know it. You guessed and you were correct. That's not the same thing as knowledge, right? But I feel like the way this movie delivers it is a lot of people will accept him knowing that Alex knew and then Alex knowing as him also having known it. That would justify the actions because you're like, well, he got the information because he knew, but he didn't know. There was a there was always a chance that he could be wrong. And Terrence Howard is uh, as Franklin Birch is that voice of reason. He's the consciousness, even though he allows it he never is okay with it. And, but I still think again, people who view Keller's actions as heroic. Oh, Oh, because he is willing to, because again, he is affirmed. If the movie doesn't give him that, that out, that he was technically right. If Alex had zero connection to the kidnapping, honestly had, Keller been beating the sh the crap out of uh, David Dashmaklin's character Bob because Bob has nothing to do with it. Bob had nothing to do with that exact kidnapping. Then, when he like it's revealed that he had nothing to do with it, that in fact he was also a victim of the kidnappings. Um, Keller is now wrong, but because Alex did know where the girls were, even if he had no, he was not the reason they were there, but he did know where they were. It does make Keller seem okay. I, I got hung up on this because I know that this argument thing happens a lot where people believe something wholeheartedly. And once it turns out to be true, they are affirming that suspicion and treating it as knowledge when it's not, it was a lucky guess. That's all it is. It's a coincidence. He still had, every ounce of being wrong nothing about 
what he said. The only thing you could argue against my claim here is that Alex did say they only cried when I left him. But also in the movie, it seems like maybe because he has lost it at this point. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's character has. Big time. He's lost it. I'm like, well, did he really hear it or did he think he heard it? That's so, a possibility, yeah. And also, it is it is told to us early in the movie that Alex has what what was it of a ten year old IQ of a ten year old of a ten year old, and I just don't know. I mean, there are you know there are all kinds of people all over the world, and things have happened. I'm sure, but like as a ten year old to kidnap two girls and you know do something horrible with them because it's been days now and there to not be any trace because they can't find anything in his rv they can't find they can't find any evidence like so you know what i mean like would you kidnap a 10 year old kid and torture them that you thought was attached to the crime that's another problem that i have with he's a hero because and he says when he says i'm not alex when he's being burned and I'm like, Oh no. And even thinking about it now, I just feel like, Oh, I didn't know where that was going, but like the, it all like, and Oh man. Yeah. And again, I don't, I, I maybe got too hung up on this possible outcome that could be again. I even, I guess I'm guilty of doing the very thing I'm claiming he's doing is I'm saying, I know people would think this, uh, and I don't, I, I am guessing that they would think this and I'm basing it on prior uh, experiences with similar type things. But um, yeah, I, I do. I, I think even Loki, who is uh, this, you know, he's kind of shown up as this um, perfect cop. He's done everything right. Blah, blah, blah. He screws up uh, several times in this, in this movie, he lets his emotions get the better of him. Um, and even like, uh, while he becomes the hero at the end, the way he's rushing to the hospital, I was so mad the whole time. I'm like, if he gets in a car accident, I'm going to be so pissed. Uh, when he rescues the girl and he's like driving with blood gushing in his eye in the rain, he's driving crazy. I'm like, he's going to get them both killed. Um, he doesn't, but man, it was stressing me out like the whole way there. Like he's not, a, it's so hard to find like a likable character in this movie. Maybe the mom who sedates herself to sleep all the Ooh. time, maybe her, like, there's Mm-mm. there's no one in this movie because no. even Loki, he like beats the heck out of people yeah. to try to get them to the confess to stuff to, you know, he's trying to hold Alex longer than he's legally allowed to like anything, anything to solve a case. Um, or I to did, close a case. I didn't like the, the, the mom because she told she tells Hugh Jackman's character like she blames him like you promised you could protect us. I'm like, whoa, what kind of crap is like- that? I feel like a lot of, you know, obviously some grief and then, sure, you know, I don't know. I feel like I I get the grief, but like that, that was, that was a cruel thing to yeah. say. And She's also, um, Viola Davis, uh, always great. Oh. Her, her ability to cry is one of the most authentic like she she's a snot crier like uh, i don't know if you've ever seen fences but like fences there's a scene where she's no, crying and it's like not pouring snot out of her nose there's like so much snot it happens here too like if you watch there's like snot just gushing out of her nose um but it's because she's legitimately crying but it's like she she ooh the snot flows when she starts to tear up but it just it just makes the performance all the more like oh man that's real like that's a real emotion um I- so I have a question. Sorry, yes. I keep interrupting you. I'm just no, very no, passionate please. about. This I want right you now. to talk. Good. Um. So he's going around looking, like interviewing sex offenders and stuff. So at the beginning, when they don't have any leads, really. So is it? Is my assumption correct that the priest is is a sex offender, or what was he doing at the priest's house? So that was my take as well um and why he got really suspicious of the the hidden room right like that the fridge had been moved over um and uh that was my take for sure um that he had been flagged as a sex offender but the the kind of i guess the the confusing part is like if if the priest was a full-on sex offender 
he may not have been, I guess, a murderer, to be fair. Well, he became one. Um, but he kills the guy because the guy confesses to killing like a bunch of kids, um, which at first, that was the scene I uh, alluded to earlier. I, I was like, what the Why? heck does this have to do with anything? Like, this seems like so random. And then I, but I did catch the necklace. Like immediately I was like, that's a weird necklace. Um, and then when later he, like, he like sees the map, I'm like, oh my God, it's the necklace. And then I'm just like, oh, I didn't get that. I'm a step ahead pretty much from that moment on. I'm like, okay, this is happening until when uh the first daughter is returned um joy i don't joy uh i think joy was her name right yeah um, joy and Anna. when joy is returned and hugh jackman's in the hospital room and she goes you were there i'm like say what i was now? like what yeah i was like <laughs> but it then... took me a minute to put together what she meant uh i was like oh my god they were in the house like Oh man, I was so freaking out. Like I was throwing my hands up in the air. I I was so engrossed in this movie. I had nothing could distract me from this movie. Like this movie had my attention 100% at that point, especially where I, I mean, I didn't even like touch my phone. Like my phone was, I I felt like I was in the theater because I I turned my lights off in my, my movie room and it was just me in that movie. And I'm, I'm like, I, I must have sounded crazy because I was constantly shouting and like talking to the movie. I was so like, oh my god, are you doing that? You can't do that. Don't Three do that. Right now? Yeah, I was like losing my mind. But I, I had, I loved watching this. Like that's the like as again, there were moments where I was very scared. I was upset. Uh, scared isn't the right. Like you know what I'm saying. Like scared for like the safety of the girls. Like it was very tense. Don't. When when they identify the the socks. Um, that's oh that here's here's my thing though with that whole scene is identifying socks like i'm just like that's a you know what i mean that's such a generic clothing item yeah you know i was like i don't know it it just seemed very strange to me and i don't well i mean i I, it's i don't think it's that strange because it's not like the guy had yeah 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 but the guy didn't have kids and so you you have like you know that this your kid had these socks you know that uh she's missing it's not a far leap and again it wasn't they even the confirmation wasn't like a hundred percent that they were dead but it was like at least we have some idea of what happened now where we had no idea before so he bob was also kidnapped by them yes and did they also, they must have also raised him as a son. So or... no, here's what I think. And I don't have an answer because okay. I don't think the movie tells us, but my interpretation is he has become obsessed with trying to catch them. And so he is recreating the kills. That's why he went to the, the viewing or the, the, the vigil and why he went and stole articles of clothing was because he's trying to like figure out where they are. I thought there was a foot in that Joker's sink. Uh, it was a pig's foot, I believe. It looked like a human foot. I don't think so. Um, but I could be wrong. I was like, what the heck? But I, um, my, my impression is that everything he was doing, because uh, there was mention of a book, like the, the, the book about, like, it was like a novel that he was reading about. Um, yeah. I, I think he was trying to, like, solve it. Again, I don't have a def- definitive answer. I consider that maybe he was being trained by them as well. But like, I don't, I don't think so. Cause he seemed to have no actual information about the kids. Um, when he, Oh, gets that gun. Oh, I know. If he didn't do anything, why? I mean, there could be lots of reasons why, but I don't know. And then what was her name? The crazy woman. That was married to the crazy man. Holly. When when that because I didn't catch that like you did. It was when she started talking about it's the war we wage on God or mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what she says. I was like, oh my God, this woman is the devil. Well, and the the hint early she tells Loki that her husband just left one day and never came back, and it's and like I didn't catch that. It, and yeah. then I was thinking about it later. I was like, oh my God, that's why. But I I didn't put that together until like. Till the necklace in the maze, like when Loki's looking in the maze and clicks that he saw the necklace, that was like, I clicked a second before him. I'm like, oh my God, the freaking necklace. And then like, it all started, like the pieces just all fell into place. And that's what I love a movie that does that. Like everything's there for you to start to solve it. 
but you definitely aren't going to just see it. Like you have to be, you know, really paying attention. And I love when a mystery is written that way, where it is there, it's in the text. If you're paying attention, it's possible that you figure it out beforehand. I did not, I did not realize she was the killer way too. Like I was, again, once Hugh Jackman shows up there, it was like, Oh my God, he was there earlier because that's Joy's words made no sense to me when she said that to him. And then I was like, Oh my God, she wasn't accusing him. She was like, why did you leave us? But he didn't know they were there. And you're like, Oh my God. Um, Oh man, that whole thing. uh, Every, can you just, I don't want to imagine. I hope it doesn't ever happen. But like, if we saw a case like this on TV. Oh my God. uh, Horrifying. Horrifying. It's like, it's, so even like as far as the car, the old car, like when he comes and he looks at it, oh yeah, it's my husband's, I'll sell it to you. And then like that whole thing that they have it covering the hole, like that deep, dark hole. And also, I hope he does go to jail for what he did to Alex, but we find out that Alex gets to go back home to his family and he's been missing for something like what, 26 years? Something like that. Yeah. Crazy amount of time. But, um, yeah, it's just a wild movie. Well, and then we didn't even, the actual end, right? Like, Hugh Jackman gets put into this, like, pit, um, finds the red whistle. And I'm like, oh, my God, they had the whistle. And then we get the Maria Bello tells, like, oh, no, apparently this is a new one. Uh, I guess they found it, but she lost it when they were there. And so, like, I'm like, oh, my God, he has to hear the whistle. And the fact that it ends with him looking and like it, it appears that he's heard the whistle and then it just goes to black. So we don't get full closure. We don't know if he does rescue him. We don't know. Is he going to get a, a jail time? Even though Loki did say he was going to, if they, if he found him, but. um, I feel like the time in this movie, like as far, as long as we're with uh Keller, he like keeps reminding us it's been this many days. It's been this many days. It's been this many days. And, but after he like goes missing, I have no like idea of the passage of time. Like how long has he been down there? Because I was afraid he was going to bleed out. Um, I, it's like, it's a day, I think, or something like that. They say, they do say that. Uh, okay. Um, at some point it's, it's not that it's not long enough where he would have died out. It's within like 12 hours. Um, because uh loki like loki had you know he got to the hospital immediately after that it the like i thought we were going to be weeks into the story it's only it's a week seven days goes by i think in the course of the film um and people who do follow true crime like after 24 or 48 hours it gets like really low that the odds yeah you know and what was she doing with these kids were they just murdering them and throwing them in a lake or something? I know that they were searching a body well, of water or something. So at it. That's I do have questions about that because she chose to keep Alex. Um, yeah, like, how so do you why, choose? Why did they choose to keep him and to uh, to like let him walk around as their son? Like, I guess maybe because he was like confused. Maybe they shattered his psyche. Maybe he completed the maze and that's why he was allowed to go. Cause they said that, but I don't know. I didn't believe that, but maybe that was actually like a thing. Um, I, I don't well, know for sure. Unsolvable. The last one, because mm. they say that in the house, they're like, it's an impossible when they are searching Bob's house, it's an impossible maze. And then I see it on the floor of the girls and it has the note. Once you solve these, you can go home. And I'm like, but it's unsolvable. So they're never going home. But the, the question too, then is how did Bob get out? Unless you were right, and but he was working with them, but that doesn't really make sense because he's he's got his own house, you know, like he, he's living a life, and then he's like doing the thing with the snakes, which I, I don't, I, the snake thing just felt like, hey, what's a creepy thing that could happen? Boxes of snakes, boxes of snakes would be creepy. Like it almost feels like too far, like like almost supervillain esque. But um, the fact that he wasn't the actual killer and kidnapper, because I totally. he's played kind of psychos in other movies. So I kind of assumed when I saw him on the cast list that he was going to be the killer. And so that he was another red herring was surprising. Um, But yeah, I don't know for sure. Uh, 
that element of his story, but it is a little weird that he's alive. And also, just really quick, sorry, stop mm-hmm. that. Sorry. Um, is, um, like, I'm like, why are you leaving him unattended? I know that, like, that he handcuffed him and stuff, but at that point, I still thought he was a bad guy. Like, real bad. I still don't even understand. No, same. Multiple don't... times, I'm like, you're not following like, protocol. What? what? <laughs> you put him in the car? I don't even, and it doesn't even, I don't even know. I'm like, he could just run away. But, but he yeah, never he, tries to run away. He doesn't put him in the car right away. He, like, starts no, digging the through floor. the snakes. Yeah. And I'm also like, what if those are poisonous snakes? Him? Calm yourself down. You're, like, letting all the snakes out. Like, get back up here. Um, multiple times, he doesn't call backup. Like, when he goes to the father's house, like, he goes into the pit thing. Like, he jumps into the cellar with no backup plan. I know! I know! Even when he goes to the apartment buildings, he never calls for backup. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, like Dude. are you trying to die? Because nobody knows where you are. Nobody. Only when he goes to that woman's house, the bad woman, yes. Miss Millen, only then do they know where he's going. And I'm like, well, that's great because she's the killer. So... I want to make sure I bring this up. I mentioned the Paul Dano Riddler connection with this movie. When Hugh Jackman kidnaps him, when he kidnaps Alex, he hears Alex singing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laden A. And I'm like, I'm watching going, that's funny because he's going to be the Riddler uh, in in the Batman in a few months. Um, Obviously, this is almost 10 years. It's nine years different from the release date of this movie to the Batman. But, uh, I was like, that's funny, because he also, while Alex does not turn out to be the villain in this movie, he is kind of creepy, and there is, like, a Riddler vibe, and there's the whole maze thing, so I'm like, it's kind of, like, a little foreshadowing that he's going to play this really dark and twisted Riddler uh, ten years later kind of thing, but... Uh, I didn't know... So, I can't remember the name of the movie. I watched it when I was young. I'm probably too young. I shouldn't have been watching it. But, like, the whole point of the movie is this guy is pretending he's insane the whole time. But I'm like, no one can keep up this this facade for their whole life that they, you know, have the IQ or whatever of a 10-year-old. And then he picks up the dog by the oh, by the, the leash and I yeah. wanted to punch him in the face. Yes. And then we find out that the dog dies and you know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, mm. Um. I, I I don't know. The usual suspects has a twist. that's kind of like that where a character you thought was one way turns out to be something completely different. Um, so I, I was thinking that was a possibility. Like, I'm like, is he just faking to be like, you know, this way or is this legit? I was thinking that at first too, but then it was like, it just seemed way too involved. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been. So I'm glad it's not that because it would have been way too involved, but it definitely it wouldn't have put it past it it would have been a lesser movie i think um but i it turns out we got this great film and i am very very excited to uh to tell people about it i'm just mad that she doesn't know her husband is dead sorry oh you're mad like you i mean i feel like she may have suspected it the the other thing though he went he got into a fight yeah well that's the thing he left he went and confessed, so he must have been feeling guilty about it, where she Word. clearly isn't. Um, because why Why go confess suddenly? But that's, yeah, so he left and never came back, but he got, he confessed to the wrong priest, apparently. Because that priest yeah. was like, What um, did he do to him? Did he shoot him? Or I thought he left him down there to starve or something. I think he left him down there to starve. Uh, that was the impression I got. I sound terrible. Yeah, so brutal, 18. but. I think this makes 18 kids, these two girls. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, listeners, you might notice a few things. One, we clearly love this movie. And you can tell that from a couple of things. One, this is the longest episode we've done in months. Because uh, the last couple, we've just been like, yeah, okay. Not much to say. We have so much to say about this movie. And we could probably talk for another 20 minutes because it's such a great movie. Um, if you've made it this far into the episode and you've not seen it, please watch it get hulu for a month and watch it it's so great or again just buy the movie it's so good um i man i i've again i've a lot of my students have watched it um on their own i i don't it's not one i've taught 
um, it, it would be hard to teach for a multitude of reasons. There's there's no nudity, which is usually the big thing. But when uh, he shoots himself in the head, it's a little brutal. Like they don't cut away. Uh, so I I would be apprehensive to show that part because it's a suicide. Um, the the girls do make it out alive, so that's a bonus. But the night that I watched this was the same night that they found, I think, that little girl in Australia that had been also missing for. Oh. That I didn't even know about that case. Yeah, I didn't either. But yeah, I was just like, what? So that is our episode, folks, um, of uh, Denis Villeneuve's Prisoners. Uh, I, I'm, I think our rating's obvious. It's a must see for me. Avoid like the plague. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> clearly. Um, again, do know if you ha- if you, again if you haven't seen it, you made it this far. You've we've spoiled the crap out of the movie for you. But um, do know that there's definitely some things that are going to maybe set some things off. Trigger warning if you want to say it that way. But um, next week we're watching The Innocence. Uh, as far as I know, that one's not available to stream on HBO Max as part of it is part of the Criterion Collection. It might be on the Criterion Channel, but. Corey and I have it on on disc, so we will be watching The Innocence that way. Uh, Martin Scorsese says he recommends it. It's one of his favorite movies of all time, and it's in his top eleven horror films ever. I'm very very excited to watch this. I've really I've watched a lot of horror this year, like easily uh, the most horror I think I've ever watched in a single year. I I think I finally turned the corner. I've never not been a fan, but I've never like called myself a horror fan. Um, currently, I think I am leaning to be a much bigger horror fan where I, I, you know, I just watched 31 days of horror and I, I, I'm still looking forward to watching more. We're usually like, if I've dove into something that deep, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm done for a while. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm like, I'm finding them cathartic and like very, very like necessary almost. Like I, I feel better about like my day. If I've watched a horror movie, like it's just like, ah, life could be way worse. Um, so <laughs> I'm very excited. To, <laughs> what a time. Uh, yeah, what a time. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch um, The Innocence because it's been on my list for a while and I bought it a while back. Uh, so I've been meaning to get to it. And so um, I've been kind of waiting for this. I've uh, of my I've watched so far this year. I have watched three hundred and twenty four movies already. Um, and then uh, but horror films of those three hundred and twenty, whatever I just said. 92 horror films this year. Um, Letterboxd stats. I love them so much. Um, 100 thrillers too. So like between the two, a big bulk of those. And some of those are going to be the same movie because they do have Letterboxd genres. They, a movie can have multiple genres. But uh, drama still winning. 123 dramas this year. But thrillers and horror are my top uh, two right after that. Um, and I'm not done. I've got a couple more horrors that I'm definitely going to watch because I'm going to complete the Martin Scorsese list. And... Uh, I'm I'm working through these Hitchcock movies. Most of these are going to fall into the thriller category, but nevertheless, thriller horror definitely going to be high in my my uh, percentages this year. Um, but that said, we'll be back next week, listeners. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey at Corey R Star. Two R's on the end. And if you like what we're doing here at Burke Reviews Movie Club, we ask that you take just a minute and uh, give us that five star rating on whatever pod catcher you use to listen to the show um thank you again for listening and until next time keep watching movies hey this is matt from what i watch tonight come join me in the back row for movie discussion retrospective episodes with guests director focus shows end of year rankings start of the year predictions and much much more there's more going on in the back row than you might think This has been a Burke Reviews podcast, burkereviews.com. <laughs>